Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal, and I'm the co-founder and president of the Business of Cannabis. This is BFC Live for Thursday, June 25th, 2020. BFC Live is a video and podcast production of the Business of Cannabis since 2017 through our web, social, video and podcast channels, as well as real world and virtual events. We've highlighted the companies, brands, people and trends driving the global cannabis industry. We encourage you to explore all that we do at businessofcannabis.ca. As a reminder, all BFC Lives are available via podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to subscribe and rate this podcast. It helps us do what we do when you subscribe and rate. Coming up, a conversation with Allison McMahon of Cannabis at Work, talking about their annual salary survey. Here's what we're up to, BC, for the rest of the week at Business of Cannabis. Friday, uh, Michael, tomorrow, Michael Crestel, uh, the executive chairman of Denalio, just got their processing license. We'll check in with him about gummies, gummies, and more gummies. Uh, our Lunch and Learn tomorrow is uh, the continuation of a series with Shopify. We will be presenting Robbie Madan, the Senior Vice President and Chief Information Officer of Alcana. He will be talking about how they launched their e-com platform for Nova. An interesting conversation for sure. Join us. Uh, as always, follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and on our website, businessofcannabis.ca, for all that information. Thank you to our ongoing partners at Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, CanDelta, and BDSA. As well, we are protected by our friends at Alcit. This conversation with Alice McMahon, Cannabis Work, is upcoming. They are our official human capital partner of Business of Cannabis. Enjoy this conversation. Allison McMahon from Cannabis at Work. Thanks for being here. Hello. Hello. Uh, this is great. So I wanted to talk to you today, and you wanted to come on to talk, about your salary survey that Cannabis at Work has been doing for some time. I want to, first I want to hear about the history of it, because um, I feel like I've been hearing about it for like 20 years, but that can't possibly be true. But talk a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah, the cannabis years. Uh, we've all experienced that. Uh, so... The salary survey actually started back in 2017 and uh, compensation work and, and this type of exercise is something I had done in a previous life consulting and saw a need in the industry to have this type of data um, benchmarked and, and available to operators. So 2017 and 2018, we started with kind of a modest version of it um, where we benchmarked probably about 20, 25 jobs and, and had a handful of people participate. Uh, and that grew over time. Last year in 2019 was our biggest survey. So we partnered in 2019 uh, and we will be going forward with a firm called Global Governance Advisors or GGA and they're really experts in um, executive compensation and so they brought uh, kind of a new degree of um, depth and breadth to the survey um, as well as we're able to expand and really look at some of those short-term and long-term incentives where initially it was more focused around base salary. Um, so last year in 2019, we had 23 participating license holders. So it's more so focused on kind of the LP environment opposed to retail. Um, and we surveyed 64 positions. And so what that does is give us a really comprehensive data set around um, base salary, uh, and then again, short-term and long-term incentives. And then we're able to also kind of slice and dice that data by um, organization size. So kind of small, medium, large, depending on uh, headcount. So yeah. that brings us up to current current day. 
And I want, I want to ask a question because you're doing it over time. And, and of course, every year you learn something new. But it, are there trends that you've seen from sort of 2017 through the survey that, that reflect a maturing industry like we're seeing in other sort of parts of the sector? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, um, you know, if I look back a couple of years, what stands out in terms of what we saw was um, probably like 2018 to 2019, we saw... Um, more of a shift towards like slight increases around some of the kind of technical skill set, like around cultivation, um, extraction, as organizations were really in need of that talent. Um, and then I think what we saw was like a little, a slight decline, almost like a leveling out around some of the corporate services roles. So things like HR um, and marketing. And I think, in my opinion, I think in the, you know, the early days, um, organizations perhaps had to pay people a premium to come into like an HR or finance job because there was still this idea of kind of like is cannabis career suicide um, and and so then I think once um, the industry got a little more established we saw a bit of a leveling out there um, but continue to see you know slight increases around some of those really key operational roles yeah it's really compelling and it is as you said at the beginning it's it's sort of the normalization of a sector, both on who's coming in and then I assume that sort of compensation components, but also even thinking back of 2017, the idea that this is career suicide. I just think back to the conversation I had with my folks about sort of entering the space and launching business of cannabis. It was, I was on pins and needles and they were like, oh, that sounds cool. And so like, I, I think there is a sort of natural maturation process. And I guess from, from um, like, how, how, how do you get companies in to participate? How can they participate? What are the benefits of doing that? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, um, essentially, if organizations would like to participate, um, we're doing outreach to everybody who's participated in previous years, but um, get in contact with me. Um, my email is allison at cannabisatwork.com, pretty straightforward, or I'm all over LinkedIn and other channels. Um, I think what's kind of interesting is, you know, the conversation around, you know, what's been shifting in the industry and therefore what are the results going to be from the survey from this year's um, kind of cycle of it. I mean, I think if, if I can just kind of chat about some of the things that we're seeing in the industry and yeah. I'd love to get your, yeah, yeah. your input on this as well. Um, I mean, I think we know that organizations have been going through a variety of kind of cash conservation, um, uh, I guess, projects, approaches, um, and, and that's a result of the restructuring we're seeing in the industry before COVID, and obviously um, the pandemic impacts that a lot. So, I mean, I think we're seeing organizations cutting capital expenditures, we're seeing projects put on hold or delayed, and I think, you know, internationally seeing a lot of um, that international expansion uh, stop for now. And then we're also seeing, you know, with COVID, we're having to see the temporary leaves of absence, we're seeing kind of the ongoing layoffs uh, layoffs occur. Um, so all of that means that organizations have tight budgets right now. Um, and so what we're curious to see is, you know, is that going to directly impact um, salaries and some of these other incentives, um, you know, or not. Um, and so I think what we're seeing more anecdotally as we're continuing to help organizations bring in new team members um, is that I haven't seen a lot of formal salary reductions occur in the industry, but what I think is interesting is the change in supply and demand in the talent pool 
is what I think is actually the biggest driver right now around this. So my team had crunched the numbers that were publicly available about layoffs from um, August of last year until you know just recently. I think we did that work in um, May and there, just from the organizations that had announced layoffs, there was a 30% reduction based on like the Stats Canada data of how many jobs were in the industry and then these layoffs. Um, and so that's, that's a big number, 30% is, is significant. So what that means is there's more cannabis talent in the market than ever. Um, and these are people now who've been industry in industry for several years and actually understand the industry um, and so what I what I think that we're seeing is companies are able to um, access more qualified candidates and therefore they're able to kind of shop around so to speak for somebody that they want at their price point mm -hmm. so I think it, you know it's still reflective of salaries are still gonna have to be competitive to market it doesn't mean that we're like slashing salaries but it means that organizations can be choosy about the talent opposed to where we were at maybe a year or so ago, which was where talent was coming in, especially if they had a specialized skill set and being able to demand a premium. Yeah. So I think it's more that supply and demand than like organizations cutting salaries um, that it's, we're going to see. It, it, interesting. I, I, I like to think of sort of the case study or the long view of, of where we have been, where we are today and where we're going. And I think, you know, if you look a year, a year ago, right there, all the big companies are saying, look, until or unless Ontario gets retail in place, the whole industry in Canada not isn't in trouble, but it's not functioning on all levels, right? It's partly about Ontario coming online. It's partly about new products coming online. Great. Those two things, it, it's, that was tough. At the end of 2019, the capital markets just did tons of damage to the cannabis industry. Really, the, the shockwaves were felt as we rolled into COVID, which the shockwaves are sort of amplified considerably. And at the same time, right, as we come out of this or as things loosen up, I think people will be surprised in Ontario that we're ramping up relatively quickly on the retail front, right? So we're actually coming out of the sort of no stores and actually adding lots of stores, which underpins, I think, the industry as we go forward. I think we're going to start to see sort of the companies actually saying, well, now is the time, right? We actually do have to bring in the talent. We're going to have to pay them fairly or get the right people in place. Like all those things hopefully will be leading the economy back as opposed to sort of cutting all the way through sort of 2020. I, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I think in the long view, we will see these flows, um, some of which were pre-COVID, some of which were COVID, and then some of which are sort of on the way out of this. Um, and it will be interesting to see. And, and of course, we have lots of conversations up and down the industry, but we also have a view because you're our partner, sort of that uh, the jobs of the week that are coming up, seem many of them are very specific, highly skilled positions that the industry needs and as the industry becomes much more specified where it's not a licensed producer uh, cultivates it manufactures it produces it gets it to a store which they own like i think that you know there's going to be these different sort of verticals and within those verticals you need highly specific talent which i think is will be interesting to see as sort of the survey comes out but also as we look at sort of the jobs that you guys are posting it's um it's becoming a much more specified i think industry where these skills are super super highly valued yeah and i think what's interesting right now in terms of the mix of jobs we're working on which is only a snapshot um, of the industry but i would say you know historically we typically had a ton of qa jobs qap jobs cultivation jobs extraction kind of focused jobs like those very technical um uh, skill sets for license holders uh, on the lp side and um, right now, what we're seeing is more like um, 
procurement, uh, maintenance, project management, marketing, um, you know, with a, like a sprinkling of some of those other key roles like QA in there. Mm -hmm. So it, it is a bit of a shift. And I think part of that is also, it, it is the maturity of the industry and that um, organizations are having to build companies that can operate and function outside of just that crazy like scaling environment that we were in for the last couple of years. And I think seeing that reflected in, you know, roles that build out supply chain, roles that focus on supporting commercialization activities. Um, I think that that's really a positive signal um, for the industry. Yeah, I think so too. And I, and I also think, uh, just going to back to the previous point where I don't think that stigma about leaving a highly paid, highly trained job to enter the cannabis industry in a highly paid, highly trained job, I don't think that stigma is there. And I think there is, and maybe this is just me feeling it or projecting, that this is a stable industry where the jobs are good, the jobs are stable, and the industry is sort of, even though we've had these sort of ups and downs, that the trajectory is actually on the upside. Yeah, I, I share that same sentiment. Um, I think that, you know, from my vantage point over the last few years, there was so much interest from um, people outside of the sector to come into the sector. I think in some cases, and, and perhaps maybe with um, a bit more senior candidates, we are seeing more questions being asked about the stability of the market. Um, but still, generally, I would say a lot of excitement about people joining this sector. I mean, I think one of, again, the challenges is like, things like stock options were really exciting to people because they thought they were going to be like the janitor at Google that, you know, got stock options and then was a bazillionaire. Um, and now, you know, we see people that have stock options that are underwater. And, um, you know, that's, again, I think kind of the, the challenge around the incentive mix that we used for the first few years to bring people into this space, um, that's being adjusted. And so, you know, the, the survey will inform again um, what we're seeing in terms of strategies around those types of items, which yeah. I think is important. You could have said all those things related to tech several times over. Uh, when I worked in Silicon Valley, that was all about the stock options until, until it wasn't. And then it was right. about, I need a job and I need a salary and I need these benefits and, and that sort of thing. And it is, um, you know, we'll, we'll continue to see those shake out. And I, I fully expect there will be another ramp up with similar types of, of stock options where that becomes a big draw as well, because that's just a cycle of business. Yeah. And I think we're seeing, you know, we are seeing again, the maturity within the industry around those things. So what we saw is, you know, uh, many examples of inexperienced management teams that didn't necessarily have the experience with setting up these compensation programs and incentive um, programs. And so we saw a lot of stock op options issued. Um, and uh, as you're saying, like they're very retentive until they're not, <laughs> until they have no value and then they just have no value. Um, and so I think part of what we're also seeing though is a shift to, um, restricted share units, performance-based share units, where there that actually is tied to organizational performance. Um, and, uh, you know, those end up playing a different role in terms of um, how organizations are incentivizing their employees that are a bit more metrics oriented and, and in theory should create a bit better foundation um, for those programs to kind of, you know, drive towards the results that they're intended to. Yeah. Um, so, to, I guess to kind of actually answer your question around how people can get involved in the survey. Um, 
like people can email me as I, I mentioned, we are attending to launch um, participation in July. Typically there's kind of a few month cycle in which people are um, putting together their data, submitting that into ourselves in GGA. Um, and then obviously there's a fairly rigorous um, review of that data, quality assurance done on that data, cycling back with the participants to make sure that um, everything we have uh, lines up, and then ultimately we produce a report um, which is made available to participants. It's also available for purchase for non-participants, um, but really targeting, wanting to get kind of to that same number of 23 participants or, of course, grow it. Yeah. And we'll, we'll promote, we'll promote it, of course, uh, as we go. And we'll, we'll, uh, how to get in touch with you and the team at Cannabis at Work. And then hopefully we can, I think we'll have you back as sort of the results come out so we can actually sort of do a deep dive with you on that front as well. But it, but it really is, um, it is important. I, 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 I hearken back to this a lot, but you were one of the first people we met in the sector. It was September of 2017. And you, I think you had just come out with a report. Uh, and that's what you we were talking about at the Row up conference in Niagara Falls, I feel like, but um, but it is it's super valuable information. It is really underpinning a lot of what the industry is and does. And so kudos to you and the team because it is it is a seminal report that people do rely on and must rely on because it is it, these are un, uncertain times and in uncertain times the more data you have the better. Yeah, thanks, Jay. Appreciate oh. that. Well, it's been great to have you. It's been great to have you as our partner, as uh, Cannabis Work is our human capital partner, Visits of Cannabis. And thank you for joining us. And thank you for uh, the jobs of the week, which will come out uh, today on Thursday. So if people don't get it in their email, they should go to businessofcannabis.ca, sign up for that newsletter so you can get it every day. And also Cannabis at Work jobs are actually posted on our website as well under the job section. So thank you for that as well. And Allison McMahon, Cannabis at Work, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jay.